Hey friends, welcome to the Finding Hope podcast. I am Laura Jean Bell, podcaster, published author, and speaker. I love talking to real people with real, raw lives who are hungry to find hope in the big and the small moments of life. This podcast is for you. This is for the people who crave lighthearted, joy-filled, hope-producing conversations. It's for you if you're hungry for deep spiritual truths and water in your wilderness. It's for the tired, for the busy, for the growing and the waiting people who are hoping for good days to come. If you are hungry for truth in your story, I'm glad you're here. This is your place to find hope. Let's go find it together. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Finding Hope podcast. Today, I have Raina Wilson. Y'all, I'm so excited for you to listen to her and hear her heart on everything that she has in store for you, what she is doing with her life right now. So Raina, tell my audience who you are, what you do, where you're from. Take it away. Yes, Laura Bell, thank you so much. I'm just like so, so blown away by the Lord's goodness and just fostering this online friendship. Um, so that has just been so sweet. So thank you for having me. But, um, I am a military wife to my husband that's active duty in the army. So we're running that race right now with all things, um, wherever the army sends us and we try and do so with a smile on our faces. (laughs) Although that's not always the case. Um, my son is almost two and a half and he's in the mass chaos, um, mass, um, just like big fields, <laughs> all things, yes, adventure right yes. now. So I'm a wife and mama, and I have had the pleasure of operating in this online space, um, trying just to create a space for wellness resources to be shared. My heart came out of this place of the overwhelm. Like I remember just sitting one day, getting lost in the scroll in the pregnancy with my son and thinking like, I cannot take this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like there are too many voices. There is so much research. Mm-hmm. Um, and then coming from a background of health and fitness, I was like, but now this all goes against everything that I've learned in, you know, conventional food and nutrition. Yeah. So um, my online space has, was birthed out of that. It was, I want this to be a place where women can have a breath of fresh air to sit and hear all things wellness, whether it's mental, physical, spiritual, and then just have have a space to wrestle with it. Because I feel like so many times we interact in the online world and then we turn around, unplug, face our lives, and the overwhelm doesn't go away because we don't know how to process it. So good. So let's talk a little bit about your work that you're doing um, tell the audience just a little bit about your passion to help women and really, I feel like you kind of have already kind of shared this briefly, but maybe in a little bit more detail, this story that just really like led you into that place. Um, because it's very clear. I'm sitting here like nodding my head in agreement. Like, yes, yes, yes. It's all too much. There's so much information like nurse baby, feed them formula, do this. Yeah, don't mm-hmm. eat that. What are you talking about? You pasteurize your milk. Like there's so yep. many things that are like out there and it can be petrifying. Um, I've even had my own mom be like, I don't know how 
millennial mothers are doing it because it's Mm -hmm. so frightening. Like she was like, if I had access to a cell phone in 1985 and then in 1990, like, and could see what other people were doing, I'd be panicked all the time. Mm. So talk to my audience a little bit about just your passion to help women feel confident and restful. Absolutely. So it started in this place where I had done all the health and fitness things. Mm -hmm. I had the disordered eating patterns in college. I had done all the things. And so when I got pregnant with my son, I was like, all right, I want to be the healthiest version of myself. Right. And then I, um, towards the end of my pregnancy, I had a friend of mine that kind of introduced me to the crunchy world. She was like, have you looked at um, you know, not, not pasteurizing your milk. Have you considered taking beef liver? And I'm like, that's disgusting. And so we all think, (laughs) yes, towards the end of my pregnancy, it was that conversation with my friend that was like, really just the first step into learning about the online wellness culture. So I dove head first, I jumped into the Facebook groups, I, followed all of the millions of fitness um, and wellness influencers. And I went through all like binged content for literally probably the last two months of my pregnancy. Um, Alongside getting ready to prepare for pregnancy at a military hospital. Mm -hmm. So um, for those of your listeners that aren't aware with military, one of all, first of all, we just, we don't have much of a say so in many aspects of our life, especially when it comes to healthcare. Um, (laughs) I've had friends that like, yeah, we all need free healthcare. And I'm like, well, like ask your military friends if they appreciate and love their free healthcare because it's trash. Uh. (laughs) Um, Yes, I have quote unquote free healthcare, but it is not supportive of our family's true health whatsoever. So with that being said, I had talked with my husband and wanted to be equipped to serve women Mm post-pregnancy. So I got my pre and postnatal training certification, um, because I wanted to be equipped for my own self and have a foundation for myself um, to come out of pregnancy in a healthy way. Um, the Army provided a way to get my nutritionist and health and health and fitness coaching certification as well. So we threw that all together. And I just remember sitting with my husband. Um, and it was at the point where I was at the end of my scroll, right? Like the overwhelm had already set in. We had a new baby. I was trying to heal my body. I was hearing the crunchy voices And I just remember thinking, like, what would it look like if I was able to share a space that allowed the noise, but built a community around sifting through it with the Holy Spirit? And that's what I did. So, like, I took a year and I just, like, shared what I was learning from my nutrition textbooks as we went through. And it's just been this beautiful project of the Lord being like, hey, this is this is what I've gifted you in. This is your passion. And I want to serve and love women. And one of the ways I do that is through the podcast. Like the podcast was the Lord's gift to me to say, Hey, like let's build a collection of resources. So you want to have people talking about raw dairy and, um, the comparison with conventional food and big pharma, but we're also going to talk about some of your best friends that have walked through really messy seasons of marriage and what that looks like to hold boundaries in space for miscarriage, for all kinds of life things. So that is where my heart came out of this place to honestly trust the Lord and his calling into stepping into the online space out of a history um, 
of ministry because I was previously doing full-time ministry for five years. So I was getting paid to love Jesus. (laughs) And then the Lord was like, I'm going to take you out of that. And then my son was born and all of these things started coming up. And it ultimately just came back to, Lord, like, how do I steward my body in a way that's going to honor you, but also make informed decisions, which I feel like is just such a tension to walk, like you said, now that we have access to so much information. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And isn't it such a weird space to work, to go from like working in ministry to creating your own ministry? Like, whoa. It is oh yeah so uncharted. It is like there's no rules. There's no like bound. Like there's nothing. Like you have to create that for yourself. And I love how you intentionally are like stepping into a ministry of teaching people about healthy boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's so cool. I love it. And one of my favorite things um, that I love seeing on your social media platform, and this is in your Instagram bio, and it's like it like does something to my soul when I see it, but um, you write helping women find restful rhythms for the hurried life. And this for me has become a topic that I continuously come back to. And I would love to hear a few examples that you would give women who need rhythms in the life that they're living. That seems too full. Um, Mm -hmm. Personally, like working alongside women who are battling so much dysfunction in their hormones and their adrenals are shot and they have like no idea that they are. Um, There's all these things going on, but the reality is, is like, you can't stop living. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's, I had someone say to me the other day, I was sharing about this on social media and someone was like, yeah, but not everybody has the option to just stop. And I was like, Mm. you're right. And like, I don't really have the option to stop. I've got two small kids at home, but like, what would you say to someone who's like in this season, I don't have the ability to quit the job that's stressing me out. I don't have the ability to just like shut down for a month and not work and not do anything. Or I don't have kids to take care of like, not everybody has that. So what, what would be some examples, um, maybe of even people that you've worked with, that you could say, hey, this is what, these are a few small steps you can take to just really help find restful rhythms. Absolutely. And I have to preface this by saying like this component to my platform is newfound because I think the Lord had planted seeds um, about a year ago. And I've been in this space for about two years. Um, but it was this place where the Lord was like, Raina, in the midst of the wellness noise, if you are not with me, it doesn't matter what supplements you're popping. It doesn't matter what your workout looks like. It doesn't matter how many adrenal cocktails you pound. From a biblical perspective, which is where our family and I operate out of, if you do not have a foundation with the Lord, you do not have a capacity for rest. And I say that like true rest. My husband and I have had the conversation. There's a difference between rest being like dismissive and distracted and intentional. So at the end of the day, I had to challenge him. He would come home from work, long day at work. I get it. The last thing he wants to do is disconnect, right? He, I want to turn my brain yep. off. We've all said that. I, I just, I want to unplug. I want to do something mindless. Yes, absolutely. So you come home from work, he would get on his phone, you know, babies are put to bed, TV's on in the background and we're just scrolling. An hour goes by. We look at each other and we're like, 
oh, well, there goes our evening. And it got to this point where we had to have a hard conversation of, is this rest? Is this time that you're setting aside? Is it disconnecting and distracting you from finding peace? Or is it pulling you back towards the Lord? Because you're right. Like something that could be mindless, like scrolling on your phone in your head, you think that that's solving the problem and creating a mindless unplugging. I just, I I just want to tune it all out. Right. But we as believers know that if we are not attuned to the Holy Spirit, it doesn't matter what else you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just like, no. Yeah. (laughs) So when I think of like restful rhythms and at least for myself, the Lord is pruning this out in me. But some of the first things I think about when I would speak to women or friends in my circle is one, you have to have a spiritual foundation. If you are not rooted and connected to the Lord, like it, like it talks about in John 15, to truly like abide in him, I don't care how much beef liver you're taking. I don't care that you're oil pulling or you have a castor oil pack or whatever, you know, the utmost crunchy thing you could do while you're, you know, cold plunging with your red light. It doesn't matter. (laughs) If you are a believer and not resting in the Lord first, your physical, mental, and spiritual health will continue to suffer. So that is the foundation of, for me, like finding rest is having rhythms with the Lord. And I will say that sometimes it is two minutes. Sometimes it is prayer. Right now, it looks like I, I'm reading through the Gospels with a friend, but sometimes I'm so quote, lazy to do it. I'll just play the word in the background while I'm brushing my teeth and getting ready for bed. Yep. Another way I would say doing that is for women, knowing your cycle. Yeah. If I could go back to my 21-year-old self and, not, and tell myself <laughs> that, like from the Mean Girls clip, that I couldn't get pregnant all month long... <laughs> I think that would have changed a lot for me. (laughs) And I know you would totally agree because hormones, having at least a healthy awareness of where your hormones are out is pivotal. But for women in particular, to know your cycle is power. It is. And you, not even from a physical standpoint, but from a mental standpoint, to know what areas of your cycle and rhythms to implement so that you create rest that is aligned with your body physiologically, how the Lord designed, that's a superpower. So that means knowing in my follicular phase, when I have more energy, I'm going to plan some of my interviews or I'm going to get a little bit more work done, which means I have to be prepared when my progesterone starts to take off as my estrogen tanks, that I'm going to be slow. So I'm going to create space to be slow in the second half of my cycle. It's not this whole grand whole thing where I like just don't do work anymore. But instead of scheduling five meetings that week, I will schedule one and I'll create space for that. And third, I would just say like ultimately building community and having people (laughs) that can keep you accountable um, and that will call you on your BS of saying like, hey, like I'm exhausted. Well, are you sleeping? Mm -hmm. I had a friend with a conversation with a friend the other week where she was like, I can't believe you haven't had like a full night's sleep in two over two years, which I think it might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but we're still nursing our son through the night. So never once since he was born has he slept through the night. (laughs) Um, 
But I would come back to that. Like, what do you have a community that has the foundations for you? Like, are you sleeping? Are you eating regularly? Yeah. Girl, are you drinking water instead of five cups of coffee? Yes. Because ultimately rest comes down to the foundations. Yes, it does. And it's so um, it's so interesting just to hear your perspective of understanding that like when you have that foundation of rest in the Lord, then an understanding of your body, which in a lot of ways is an understanding of the Lord in a different way. It's understanding him as your mm-hmm. creator you're able to see, I mean, I've spent so much of my life, like totally beating myself up when I'm in the last half of my cycle because I'm not getting enough done and I feel exhausted, but I have to get all these things done. And why didn't I get up early enough to read my Bible before I did this? Because like, because I was exhausted, I was exhausted Mm -hmm. and I didn't have capacity and my kids were up four times and all of these things are going on and it's finally like, no, I like can find the pace within my day. Like mm-hmm. to do that when you understand your, like how you were created by a good creator who loves you. And I just mm-hmm. love that. I love hearing your perspective on that. Um, so obviously from this faith perspective on health and finding rhythms Talk to me a little bit about your faith perspective when it comes to your actual, like, to what you have created and the platform that you've created as far as the crunchy side of things. Like, what what does that look like? Talk to me about that. Man, I would say that's, that's a place where I'm just wrestling with the Lord and my own convictions because I almost want, I almost want to break up with the crunchy culture. Oh, same. Oh, Oh man. Continue. I'm I'm with you. (laughs) (laughs) Do I love having resources at my fingertips to know what a better ketchup swap would be than my Whataburger ketchup? Absolutely. Do I love my Whataburger ketchup? Yeah. For sure. (laughs) Um, but from a faith perspective, I would honestly say it's been this place of protecting your heart. And I don't think ultimately these influencers or like these are all like I ha- I've made friends. I've made real friends through this platform. I've made real friends with these doctors or experts in their areas um, of influence. They're not shaming you. No. Or at least that's not the narrative that I've heard. You know, they're not telling you you're a horrible mom because you decided to take your son or daughter in for one out of the 10,000 vaccines. Yeah. You know. But I think that it comes into play in protecting our heart because sometimes the overwhelm comes from this place of scrolling mindlessly, like we talked about, and how that's a disconnection and distraction. And we're looking for identity. We're looking for control in a place that isn't meant to feed us. And instead of being revitalized a lot of the time, coming out of these social media connections and information, we're drained and we have shame because the enemy is good at his job. We have to protect our heart because I could even scroll on Instagram right now or have a conversation with a friend of mine because she said, this is what she does A, B, and C for her family. But then I get that pang in my stomach because it's not what I do for my family. 
So then the voices start coming in. Oh, well, are you a bad mom because you just fed your son chicken nuggets? Like, (laughs) are you a bad mom because your son has had seed oils? Are you a bad mom because fill in the blank, right? And so when it comes to me operating in the online space, especially for wellness culture, I'm more cautious. I have to be intentional about my discernment. Um, But I have to protect my heart tangibly what that looks like is going back to the to the word of god like you said if the lord divinely and innately created my body he also divinely and innately created my mind to seek him and have wisdom for how i steward and lead my family that also might look like doing a digital detox sometimes because i don't have the capacity to listen to him (laughs) you know because i'm broken yeah Absolutely. And I think that that, as we, I want to segue into this because digital detox is so important. I'm having one right now. Hey, me. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I decided like, I need a week off. Like I need to focus on some very specific things and I need no other sound than the voice of the Lord speaking to me in this process, Mm -hmm. in this, um, just, it's a week. Like it's a week. Yeah. A week off. Like, remember when we never had it? Remember when it never existed? Right? <laughs> like, remember that? <laughs> we do, I but know. like our kids will never. And so um, the mindless scrolling, all of that, it is it is a distraction. Um, I was going to add to this when you're talking about wanting, like your husband coming home and just wanting to turn off. And like, even as a mom, like you get your kid mm-hmm. to sleep and you're like, I just want to turn off. Like yep. everybody's touching me. I literally at one point, Yesterday, I was sitting on the couch, like drinking water from a cup, and both of my kids just started. They were like, "Mama, mama, mama!" Like all they wanted mm-hmm. was just to drink my water, but they needed to do it. Yeah. And like my son, at one point, just like took his leg. I'm doing this for you. I like took his <laughs> yeah. leg and like like straddled like on on top of me to get a sip of water and i and my husband just stood there and laughed he was like they never do that to me and I'm like I know that's what the end of the day I'm like so done but I we I, we call it brain candy in our house like the mm. mindless scrolling the looking to something else finding something that will make us laugh finding something that will make us not think but amidst all of those things we're finding other things we yeah. are discovering how someone else looks postpartum and we don't look like her how somebody else Mm -hmm. is feeding their baby, like you're nursing. Friend, I want to take a quick break to tell you about something that can change the game for you. Ladies, if you are experiencing hormone imbalance, painful periods, mood swings, low libido, depression, and maybe even an overload of stress, I have created a simple ebook to help you find balance in your life again. I spent seven years of my life living with undiagnosed endometriosis. I was debilitated with pain, and after 10 years of suffering, I finally decided to go on the path of finding a way to heal. I took three years of research and created a 55-page ebook to help women like you heal with food, movement, biblical truth, and peace. You'll receive a 30-day calendar with a step-by-step guide on what to do to heal how to understand your hormones, what to eat, how much to eat, and learning to reduce stress in your life. 
all of this information is worth over $300, but I'm giving it to you today for $47, a steal. The link to the ebook is in my show notes just for you. For two years, I nursed my son for 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. It was a horrifying experience. And he was my second baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, and when you start looking at it, people talk about what's in formula and all of the things, or there's a shortage, or the, and I'm just trying to tune into some brain candy at night. Like, yeah. it's exhausting. But as you talk about a digital detox and kind of like that, sometimes it's really important to do. I'm curious. Um, about comparison and like people that you've worked with, what are some ways that you have helped people who are navigating the waters of comparison? Um, and again, this is, I think this takes us back to restful rhythms, but comparison that the quote, like it's the thief of joy, mm-hmm. like it's okay. Like you see it in like every yeah. bathroom, but like it is. Mm-hmm. It steals from it steals so much from you because you're you're not thinking about the gifts that you have. You think about what someone else has that you don't. Mm. Um, so I would just would love to hear how you've helped people navigate those waters. How you've done this for yourself and supported yourself through walking through comparison or seasons of comparison. Oh yes. First, I have to comment. Brain candy, literally the per- perfect verbiage for that because it is like you can look up any of the research on what the impact of social media is on the neuroreceptors in your brain I studied psychology in college and so um the brain world definitely fascinates me so that's been super interesting just to learn what the overwhelm actually means in a neural circuit (laughs) you know kind of like physiologically but In terms of comparison, I literally had this conversation with a friend today that I think it goes back to the influencers, the doctors, the people you follow on social media. They're not inherently trying to shame you. What stings Mm -hmm. when we listen to the noise Mm -hmm. is our own grasp at identity. Like you said, it's We're looking for something to fill the gap that only the Lord can fill. And sometimes we use the, oh, I need to turn off, tune out, and unplug as an excuse to feed that part of our soul. And that makes the enemy so happy. Thrilled. He loves it. (laughs) He loves it. (laughs) So for my friend, it was just like, hey, like, one, have you brought this to the Lord? Like, I, I understand that you're overwhelmed and I, I understand that this protocol, this process, whatever it may be, not be what f- fits best for your family, but like that shame is, does not belong to you. So have you asked the Lord where that shame comes from? So that would be my first thing is like, have you done a pulse check on where those feelings come from? Yeah. Because if they're not a character of the Lord, then like, we know where they came from. Yeah. So yeah. how do we begin to fight that? And in my own story, it's funny because I think about this resource that I, or activity I did with a friend in college that I've incorporated every few seasons into my life is any grasp at an outside source of identity, whether it's social media, whether it's the friends you're comparing yourself to in the town that you live in, 
um, mom shaming, the mom guilt, that whole conversation is, unfortunately, it's a pathetic grasp at the counterfeit for what the Lord already has for us. Which means in order to recenter and find true rest, we have to align with who God is. So the activity that I went through, it might be, um, I think I learned about it on a Journey Woman podcast, but the guest she had walked through the alphabet or the ABCs of God's character. So I literally would sit through and write out A through Z and pick an attribute of God's character. Yeah. Um, Whether it was like, you know, G, good father, you know, um, he's forgiving, whatever. But I wouldn't go through the activity or that word until I felt like I could process it. Like I could say it was true. Yeah. So I almost had my ABCs blank for a full semester of college because that's the time that it took for the Lord to work those truths into my heart. Yeah. Wow. And then once you worked through the ABCs of his attributes, do it for yourself. Yeah. So then do a whole other set of A, a through Z. And then instead of it being who is God, yeah. you ask yourself, what are the attributes in me because of who God is? Yeah. Like, who is God and who? what are all of his attributes? Yeah. And then what am I because of him? So I am beautiful. I am known. I am perfect. I am loved. And it was just this, it's a tangible recentering activity to even just do over an extended period of time and just ask the Lord, like, how can I rest in you if I'm chasing these attributes outside of you? It doesn't fit. It's counterfeit. And no matter what social media says, and I would even say with all the good intentions of everything that we're searching for to be, you know, informed mothers on social media, of course, if we're not protecting our hearts, and we're not being intentional about creating time to sit with the Lord first before we ingest all of these other resources. Yeah. We're feeding a beast that we're not going to be able to control. Yeah. And we're just suppressing ourselves. We're just yes. like pushing ourselves further down into <laughs> the pit of just yeah. complete chaos. And that's, that's a thing like, heard so many people like scripture before you scroll like Mm -hmm. that is like a huge it is a huge thing like if you are not grounded if you can't get yourself and I'm not telling you to sit and read like 30 oh yeah Mm -mm. like one verse one maybe don't even read it maybe remember it yeah put it up somewhere yeah I as a mom like I've had to extend copious amounts of grace to myself on my ability to have quiet time and alone time mm-hmm. um, because yeah there's some days where I'm like no, I'm not gonna get up at five no nope. I'm not gonna get up at five o'clock to do that um because my body needs rest and so it's so valuable just to like hear that and I can even attest to um experiencing you in a friendship which is just so cool that the Lord like connected us the way that he did but just having my moments where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm totally mm-hmm. freaking out. I like, and you're like, what does the Lord say about it? Have you gotten quiet enough to just ask him? And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. whatever. Okay, fine. Like, <laughs> whatever. You're right. I'll hang up and like hang yeah. out with the Lord for a minute. But it is, it's so hard. And, um, and as a mom, like you see all of the things and you know, what's best, but like end of the day, like, Sometimes your kid 
just needs to eat chicken nuggets because they need to eat, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and that's where the breakup comes. So I want to hear, you said this, and I did not put this in your questions, but why do you want to break up with Crunchy World? I need to know about this, this, this breakup. (laughs) I know. I feel like it's been this tension for a long time. I've, I had the pangs of the shame and comparison, and I felt like the Lord has done and a, a great work in my heart to be able to slowly recenter in those moments of like, wait a minute, this is not a reflection of them. They're not shaming me. They're not guilting me. They're not calling me a bad mom. I allowed the enemy to step in and use their voice. So I have, I have a little bit more of a healthier discernment in that. Yeah. But man, if I do not create intentional space on a weekly basis to just log off. Yeah. I can only take so much. And again, I will say this. I love learning. I love the, like I said, the neuroplasticity studies. I love hearing about women's hormones and the research that's coming out. I love hearing about, you know, the benefits of raw milk, but your girl needs a break or else I will go insane because I think it's the onslaught of information that is overwhelming when we don't know how to like siphon it off. Yes. Yes. So sometimes that even for our own family, that means I, my husband gave me his phone to set the app restrictions and I set the passcode. Yeah. You know, like it's as simple as that. It was actually a conviction from the Lord a couple months ago where I was honestly crying to him about the fact I wasn't growing on social media, which is cringy to say out loud. Um, It's cringy, but we've all felt it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and he so sweetly was like Raina what about your life outside of these squares yeah and I was just like "Mm, yes thank you (laughs) thank you for that reminder and so I take I try to take my weekends off Monday through Friday I'll be quote on and like you said that's a part of learning and setting healthy boundaries um but I think the burnout comes from not having these rhythms in place to check your pulse, realign your heart, heart posture. Yeah. Because if we're not trained to stop the flow of information, we're going to drown in it. Yeah. So that's what I feel like for me, breaking up with crunchy culture has just been, I don't know, a long time coming. I don't know if I'll <laughs> break up with the label soon or not, because again, I still lean holistic in a lot of ways. Me too. But man, the noise... I think the comparison and the desire to be right. Yeah. Because we all have access to everybody's conversations. I mean, you can pull up one of your favorite influencers and scroll through your comments. Yeah. People are mean. They <laughs> you are know? So horrid. So it's like, I don't know. It's been this place where I felt called. You know, it's been this place where I've made, like you, beautiful friendships, but it's also been this place where. I realized if I did not have something in place to check myself, like I was going to wreck myself Yeah. because nobody in social media, nobody in wellness culture is going to tell you to hang up and hang out. No, no. Because then they're not making money. Exactly. They're not, they're not getting that connection that they want. And, and I think the crunchy world, what's so, um, interesting. And so it was such a challenge for me 
was knowing like I came here to learn about my hormones because I hit my wits end Mm -hmm. with endometriosis and infertility. And then all of a sudden, all these moms are like, wait, you don't like you are still breastfeeding your kid. Mm-hmm. You are like it's so interesting. You sat here and you were like, "I'm still breastfeeding my son, and he's two years old." And I'm like, "That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I have no twinge. I used to have a twinge in my gut, like right with that. My kid is the same age as yours. My youngest mm-hmm. is the same age as yours, and like I have no twinge because I finally came to a point where I was like, I healed my son's gut. I learned how to do those things, and I didn't nurse him the whole time. Yeah, my kid sleeps in his crib and has since he was ten weeks old. Like." that's awesome. If you share a bed with someone, great. Mm-hmm. Like whatever works for you and whatever is the most restful rhythm within your home. That's yes. And like taking care of you. And I think that, um, I, I watched an influencer. This was probably like a year ago. She did a whole segment on the cried out method. And mm-hmm. I did that with my first baby. And because I was a new mom and I was following protocol of everything yeah. and she had all of these people like putting their personal traumas of like remembering laying in their cribs, screaming and like mm. all of these things. It was like, this is ruining like the physiological, like your child was, has already disconnected from their body. They don't know you. They don't know. They don't love you. Like all these right. things. My husband was like, you have to stop. I was like, mm-hmm. my four year old is ruined no she's right. an excellent sleeper and she loves me and she's very attached to me yeah it was a very like wow like I have to take a step back she's trying to share her perspective on why she doesn't let her kids do that right she's not looking at me being like you know what you're a bad mom I'm gonna call DHR on you um yeah. and that's such a hard thing but crunchy world can start to feel that way same as any political world same mm-hmm. as like it's all like that. And it is the culture that we live in is it's so hard. It is so hard to find pace and rhythm. And so even you have been a massive encouragement to me in just saying like, have you turned off? Have you talked to Jesus? Have you gotten quiet? Have you stilled your spirit? Um, because that helps your adrenals. Yeah. That helps your metabolism and your thyroid. (laughs) The most stressed out people in my life, are swollen and puffy. Like mm-hmm. I, you can see it all over them. And right. I'm like, Oh, you're just overwhelmed and mm-hmm. your spirit needs to be like, it needs to be stilled. Um, so I just, I've loved all of this. I could just like go on and on. I could ask you like a million more questions about it, but I want to, um, bring up this next question. And this is one that I like to kind of wrap things up with is what is something that's giving you hope for tomorrow right now? And this can be, like totally goofy. It can be really fun. It can be really serious. Like, I mean, recently I've discovered frownies and it excites me for my wrinkles and I've ordered some and I'm so excited to see my expression lines maybe go away for a year. (gasps) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. You have to let me know how that goes because that's actually been in the back of mine too. So frownies. Yes. Brownies. Okay. I'll stay tuned. They have not come yet. So Okay. I'm excited. Okay, so tell me what's giving you hope for tomorrow right now? Mm. I I have I have to be vulnerable, but I'll preface this by saying 
I have to be vulnerable because this has been a place where I've had to wrestle with the Lord because I am looking forward to the next season. Mm. Like it's going to solve all my problems. Mm. Like when I asked the Lord what I wanted this season's solo episode to be about, he immediately said contentment. And I was like, Lord, let's not, let's be a little gentle Hold on. in your reshaping <laughs> of my heart, please. Because unfortunately I've caught myself in this place where in order to find, I was believing the lie that in order to find hope for the next thing, the next day, the next season, the next area of healing, mm-hmm. I'd have to get there and it'd be fixed. Yeah. Like achieving the, once I get blank, then it will be okay, mm-hmm. has been the lie that I'm believing right now. So in the midst of the Lord's sweetness and pruning that out of myself, I would say I'm finding hope in that process. <laughs> Yes. Like I'm finding hope in the fact that I am probably deliberately disobeying where the Lord wants my heart right now. But I'm going to, I hope and I believe that in the midst of me wrestling with them, He's going to refine me. He's going to do it. He's going to bring it to completion. Yeah. I can cry about it the entire time. Yep. Finding hope doesn't mean I'm going to be happy about it. Yeah. Hope means obedience. And obedience for me in the season means trusting the Lord wherever we go next because we don't know what we're doing next. But yeah, it's laying that down and trusting the Lord and knowing that in my discontentment, he'll be faithful to bring contentment in whatever area that's going to look like for him. Yeah. And there's a lot of value in just trusting that he's in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Even if you're so discontent with what's happening right yeah. now. <laughs> and I'm so with you in that. And I totally understand. I love, I love that. And I love hearing your perspective. Thank you for your vulnerability and for just sharing all of your tips and thoughts and ideas and just the truth of the gospel and the the gospel hope that we get to live and look forward to every single day. Um, so before we hang up, tell my audience, where can they find you? What do you offer for them? Just take it away. Yeah. I'm honestly so excited for this because this has been a place of just building in, you know, building behind the scenes. Um, but we have a new website coming up. It's called living wisely. Well, um, dot com. And that you'll find all things you need to there. I'm on Instagram at wisely well, but everything else is living wisely well. Mm-hmm. Um, because after my friend gave me the name for my Instagram handle, I just like sat with the Lord and was like, what does it mean to live well? Mm-hmm. And he was like, that means in all areas. So wisely with wisdom, Holy Spirit discernment and well and live that way everywhere, not just in your physical health, in your mental health, in your emotional health, in your spiritual health. Mm-hmm. So living wisely well and wisely well on Instagram. And then my podcast um, is my passion project. And that is If Only I Were Wiser, which again, just feeds off of that heart to share wisdom to yeah. the parts of ourselves we wish we knew in order to find, like you, hope for tomorrow yeah. and confidence for tomorrow. And that's wherever and all places podcasts are at. But one exciting um, thing coming up is I have a rest guide launching. 
so that has been, I think, the Lord's um, just seed in my heart that is finally coming to fruition of for the overwhelmed, for the mama can't that can't take it anymore, um, to the woman that has been a slave to the scroll, you want a place to start. And this is it. It's I take you through the seven areas of rest um, and I give you tangible tools, worksheets, project to work through each of those areas. So you don't have the capacity to do it all at once. Great. I don't want you to. Why don't you start with your spiritual health? And these are the activities similar to the one that I mentioned, like in the ABCs of the God of God's characteristics, there's some activities like those. So you can take them in bite-sized pieces. Yeah. And we know through scripture that the word of Lord, the word of God does not return void. And so it's all based from a biblical perspective. So how do we find rest through a biblical perspective and the bite-sized pieces that we can take it? So that will be a return to rest and introduction coming out soon. You'll be able to find that on my website. It'll be all over my Instagram. Um, And just feel free to connect. Please don't be a stranger. Awesome. I love it. Well, Raina, thank you so much for being on the show and just encouraging everyone today. I so appreciate your time. Yes, I love this. Friends, I'm so grateful you listened to today's episode. Thanks for spending your time with me. It would mean so much to be able to connect with you on a more personal level. So reach out to me on Instagram at Laura underscore Jean underscore Bell or check out my website, laurabell.co. If you have time to subscribe and leave a review of the podcast wherever you listen, it would help me reach more people with the amazing news that there is hope in the days to come. Let's keep finding hope together.